Hey everyone, and welcome to And the Award Goes To. My name is JT Atkins, and with me is... Rocky Rudolai. Rocky, what did we see this week? Uh, we finally <laughs> bit the bullet, and we went and saw Kidnap. <laughs> and uh, who, was it, who was it directed by? Uh, Louis Prito. Who was it written by? Uh, I guess you pronounce it Nate Lee. It's K-N-A-T-E. Nate. Nate Lee. I was, was going to say, like, maybe Natalie? Are you yeah. just mispronouncing Natalie? But <laughs> Nate Lee? Nate Lee. Yeah, well, Lee is his last name. Oh, okay. First name so is Nate. K-N-A-T-E, Nate. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Knate. Knate Lee. All right, Knate. and who was uh, who was in it? Holly Berry. <laughs> Lou Temple was in it. He's in a bunch of B stuff. <laughs> but our That's shining all. star in this film she... was Halle Berry. <laughs> That's what, want. That's what you want to call it. Oh man, I am. Uh, how'd you like it? Oh, I thought it was fucking terrible. <laughs> I thought it was really bad. I am. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to our review yeah. of this masterpiece in bad filmmaking. I, I, I don't think the the reviews are going to be that long because like we only saw it an hour ago and I already like forgot most of the film. <laughs> don't worry, I'll, I'll walk you through it because I I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it immensely. So uh, we'll have fun with that. But first, up the. Uh, up the ass with up the news up, with oh. yep i guess I, it's, we're trying to say <laughs> I, I, I was like i was like gonna say something and i misspoke and i was like yep that ah and i just went with it so all right um yeah news what's been going on this week um well my major story this week is that um film legend well film horror legend toby hooper passed away this week yes and uh, what uh what masterpieces was he behind he is the creator and director of texas chainsaw massacre um he directed poltergeist mm-hmm. uh, fun house salem's lot um a lot of things yeah. uh he was a real master of horror been around for i don't know been doing it since the 70s oh, sure. and uh oh, do we have a mishap no, my uh, my headphones just fell down. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, like, I heard something falls like, oh. Yeah, it was like it, bung, it banged against the table. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, and he uh, died uh, at the age of 74, I think. I, I don't know what he died of. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah, that was over the past like week. And what did you say he was, 74? Yeah, 74 years <gasps> old. Which it seems like around that age is whenever like most horror movie directors have been dying. It's usually huh. their early 70s. Yeah, when did Romero die? He was 60 or 70 something, wasn't he? He was 73, maybe. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, something like that. So Dang, we just lost age. Romero like yeah. a month or two ago. And yeah, yeah. Fuck. Well, shit. I didn't really know the guy like too much. I, I've, I think the only thing I've really seen by him is the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm. which is a disturbing flick. It is. <laughs> it's it's really messed up. It's one of the that um the ending scene of that with the girl jumping in the back of the truck and mm-hmm. Leatherface just like on the road like yeah. yelling and like slinging the chainsaw yeah he's just like going it's, around like the retard yeah like, it is <laughs> it is by far like the most dis- one of the most disturbing horror like scenes yeah just, like, it just irks me like seeing him the, like the, out there yeah. like slinging at night and she's in the back of the truck like laughing because yeah. she's like getting away it's the only person oh, to survive out of the group out of the whole rough. movie is uh, he, he also directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 as well oh, okay um, which is also great but but Texas Chainsaw One to this day, every time I watch it, like the movie's so grimy, yeah, and everything that I, it's like rough. half feel like I have to take a shower, yeah, after watching it, it is every rough, time. especially that like dinner table scene, yeah, it yeah, with insane. Grandpa, yeah, <laughs> just it a is dead bad. body, yeah, yeah. There are like <laughs> moments in that movie though that are legitimately I cannot think of more terrifying parts mm-hmm. in other horror movies, like uh, 
one of the first parts when I think the girl and the guy like go into the house mm-hmm. and the mirror just like comes up and Leatherface like grabs someone and yeah. like, slams it back down yeah. and you see her like kicking and like he just drags her back behind it and slams the mirror down and it's like ugh yeah that's bad it's one of the first you know uh, slasher films also like oh, okay Halloween popularized it yeah but like Texas Chainsaw came out like a year or two before that's what I was gonna say did it come out first yeah yeah okay. and it was you know it was a grindhouse flick it was exploitation yeah clearly an exploitation film yeah you know absolutely. Uh, you look at it and uh just one of those things like a bunch of things like halloween was exploitation film originally also or uh the romero zombie films but just over the years kind of becomes this like phenomena you know yeah. it's like has a cult following and even becomes like mainstream accepted as like one of the great horror movies the first texas chainsaw massacre now yeah. it's a mainstream audience you know? definitely yeah and they did the what was it like back in 04 05 they did the remake with like jessica beale or something yeah, in 2003 yeah something like yeah. that I, I liked that one i thought it was yeah, pretty I liked good that. I, I thought it was a pretty good remake that one and uh the one that came after origins or beginnings yeah, I didn't see uh, it. I it was just the like the prequel to that film okay but I like both also because arlie ermy is in it <laughs> Oh, is that the sheriff guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, he's super, oh man, yeah. he's messed up. Um, but yeah, so rest, rest in so, peace. That's it's sad. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of pushed me to go and get this ticket for a trip to to uh, New York to see John Carpenter live. Yeah. Because now it's like, oh man, all these horror legends are dying. Yeah. John Carpenter being one of my favorite directors. <laughs> like, gotta... I need to go up and see him do something before... Yeah. I mean, he's on 69, but, like, <laughs> with all these... You don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah with all these directors have been dying and stuff like that. I, I forgot how old Wes Craven was whenever he passed away. I think he was in his mid-70s also. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, you never can tell. So yeah. I have to go see him live or do something. You, you gotta know? jump on it. Yeah. Life is short, man. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta jump on it. Um, I had some stuff. Um, so, as you know, we're, we're both big Preacher fans, like, of the comic book, mm. but... The TV show, which I have been, it's one of the things I've been watching every week. Uh, it had, so you know, you know about it since you read the comic, uh, Humperdoo. Yeah, Humperdoo. <laughs> yeah. Humperdoo. He, um, he finally showed up in the TV show and some people lost their shit. And it's been hilarious. What did they think was going to happen? <laughs> right. Explain the listeners. <laughs> What this character is. <laughs> so Humperdoo is <laughs> he is the the new messiah mm-hmm. of he's he's supposed to be the one mm-hmm. for uh the world. And what happened was <laughs> when Jesus Christ back in the year zero, I guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, uh when Jesus Christ was around, he before he died, before he sacrificed himself, he uh slept with someone mm-hmm. and had a child. And so I think the child is like born after he's already passed away or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the disciples and you know the church, everyone that follows Jesus, Jesus' the whole following, they find out about this and they take care of the ba- they take care of the baby, mm-hmm. and they're like, this is the holy lineage, like we have to keep this safe. And so they do that, and it gets passed on and passed on and passed on for generations. And not only do they protect it, but they keep it pure by inbreeding. Yep. They keep <laughs> which, the blood of Christ pure. Which means when they get to the 25th iteration of Jesus Christ, the great, 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 whatever, 25 grandson, this guy is so messed up that he is physically disfigured yeah. and cannot talk very well. He calls himself Humperdoo yeah. and he cannot like manage a conversation normally. He shits and, himself. Yeah. He like, is, he's, he's a retard. Like yeah. he's, he's a complete inbred. Like, yeah. He is, yeah. uh, he is mentally unstable yeah, and he is not, yeah. yeah, he's not good. 
And so, it's you know, in the brow. Yeah. And the, and, and so in the comic is, you know, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also like really messed up, but it's hilarious. Yeah. And in the show, it is just as messed up and hilarious and awesome. Uh, Jesse Custer gets to meet Humperdue at mm-hmm. one point. And so because of this, because of the, uh, figure of Jesus Christ being shown like in a sex scene and being shown, uh, his great, great, whatever grandson being shown as a mentally handicapped person, all this kind of stuff. I can't remember who the group was, but who is it? Yeah. One million moms, I guess it's all capitalized. So I guess that's their name. They say preacher blasphemes Jesus in the latest episode. Christian group demands AMC cancel blasphemous series. <laughs> I'm sure AMC knew what they were getting into. Oh, Whenever absolutely. They, when they got into the show and like greenlit, I'm sure that they yeah. read the books and know like, oh. okay. Oh, yeah. And Especially they got, since the show is called Preacher, you know yeah. it's going to get blasphemous. And they got like, who is it? Evan Wood and Seth Rogen like in charge? Is that Evan that Goldberg? An, Evan Goldberg. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they got them involved. You know there's going to be some fucked up yeah. stuff in there. And I, I absolutely, even as a, because uh, I definitely identify as a Christian, even as a Christian myself, I was like, this is like I love it in the comic and I love it in this. It's awesome. It's yeah, a right. good story. It's an interesting character. It's good conflict coming up in a setting that has to do with each character in it and the relationships that they have with each other in the world and what they believe and all this kind of stuff. And it's I, I loved it. But as usual, there's people out there that got offended by it. Yep. And it's awesome. Yep. <laughs> of course. And you know it's not getting canceled. It's doing good. It's yeah, it's not I, I don't think it's holding his own as much as like uh, Breaking Bad or, or Walking like Dead yeah. or something. Yeah, I, but I think it's, that it's they doing just good. Said that they're renewing it for a third season. Yeah, I think it's I think been officially just came out greenlit. This week, yeah. yeah, I think it's been officially greenlit. But yeah, so Preacher's doing awesome, and some people are hating it, and that's a sign of a good show. Yeah, so. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Let me see. Well, I think we both have a little bit of Damien Chazelle news. Yeah, um, Damien Chazelle, for anybody that doesn't know, is the director of La La Land and Whiplash. And the youngest director to ever win the Best Director Award from the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did yeah. that this past year with La La Land. He knocked it out twice, yeah. you know, out of the park with Whiplash and La La Land. He, yeah, he's like 30 years old, and he's, uh, he holds the record for the youngest director crazy. now. Yeah. And he he's looks like, youngest. Yeah, he's, he's super like, young, yeah. yeah. But he's like, already, baby face, yeah. yeah. Um, but his next film will be about uh, about Neil Armstrong. It'll be a Neil Armstrong biopic. Okay. About the moon landing and all that. Um, and they just cast John Bernthal in it. Ooh, um, who's he going to be? Um, he will be playing... Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, let me see. Has joined the cast... Uh, bu- 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 uh, he will be playing uh, West Point and MIT graduate and former Air Force Colonel Dave Scott. He's a crew member of Apollo 9 in 1969, but finally got to walk on the moon a few years later with Apollo 15. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, right now, Ryan Gosling is set to play the lead as Neil Armstrong. Okay. And Corey Stoll, Kyle Chandler, Jason Clark are in it as well. Um, and this will be his third film that doesn't have to do. Well, I, I bet you in some ways I'll put jazz in it. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. So like, yeah, here's my question <laughs> with a movie about Neil Armstrong and space in the moon. How is jazz going to fit in? <laughs> Just put jazz in there somehow. But you, I'll let you take the reins on the other Damien Chazelle story. Uh-oh. Is that there is something that has to do with jazz there is. that came out? I, uh, I think I took a picture of it. Just a minute. If um, not, I have it here. If, if not, yeah, there it is. Netflix lands Damien Chazelle's eight-episode Parisian musical series. The Ed- when is that it? The Eddie? Yeah, yeah, the Eddie. Yeah, the streaming giant has landed the first television. Show. 
I thought I took an, yeah, Damien. So this is from Indie Wire. I, I follow them on Facebook for anyone who's interested in yeah, cinema Indie news, like yeah. non clickbaity cinema news. Yeah. They are really good with posting stuff. So it's Indie Wire on Facebook. I would also recommend Birth Movies Death. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll have to check them out mm-hmm. then. Um, so from IndieWire, directly from their article, Damien Chazelle made headlines this spring when he announced he'd be following up the Oscar-winning success of La La Land by making an ambitious move to television with The Eddie, a contemporary musical drama set in Paris. The project instantly became one of the hottest packages in the industry, Netflix, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Eddie revolves around a club, its owner, the house band, and the chaotic city that surrounds them. Netflix will produce eight episodes with Chazelle behind the camera for two of them. So, but he'll still be, you know, yeah. directly involved in it and everything. And the relationship of the co-owners are, uh, one's American, one's French Arab. Also. Oh, cool. So there's going to be good. some like racial, like overtones and everything yeah. as well. Yeah. Good. That'll be good then. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so I'm, you know, he's done an amazing job with whiplash and La La Land. So I'm absolutely for the Eddie. That'll be yeah. awesome. We, we know that'll be good, but yeah. Neil Armstrong thing, Neil, Neil, Armstrong. Neil, Armstrong? Neil Armstrong. Armstrong. <laughs> Neil Armstrong. He's, uh, that'll, that'll be interesting. I'll, I'll like to, I'd like to see yeah. him do something different like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Which one was Neil Armstrong on? Like, uh, Apollo 9? Was that it? Uh, that was, uh, I can't remember. I don't know anything about this. Our nerdy listeners that li- yeah. that follow NASA, give us, uh, email us and let us know yes. what it is. Yes. Because I don't feel like Googling it. Yeah. Because the other guy that John Bernthal play, play, is playing, you said he was originally on Apollo 9, yeah. and then he goes back on 15, yeah, 15 and, and he actually walked the moon yeah, okay. later on. But let's go see John Bernthal getting more and more films. I want to see Wind River or whatever it is. Yeah, I would have absolutely been for seeing that. If I mean, I'm I was already like, yeah, it's all right, we'll see it. Yeah, sure. But uh, I would have been even more if like I knew John Bernthal. I just knew Jeremy Renner was in it, which is yeah, he's good, but yeah, you know John Bernthal. I don't know. The movie so. looked really similar to uh, looked really similar to that other one that's coming out that we saw. Pretty that cool I really with. want to see. Yeah, the mountain, the mountain between us, or whatever. No, 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 no. Oh. It looks like the other one because this one they're chasing a killer. But there's that other one with Michael Fassbender coming out where he's chased that killer. I think it's called The Snowman. We saw the preview for it. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, Michael Fassbender is, like, chasing the serial killer and he's going around, like, it's snowy also. It comes out, like, in a month or, like, I think it comes in October. I don't read Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I'll read it. Okay. So, <laughs> but anyways, um, Damon Chazelle is supposed to direct the first two episodes of Eight. Yeah, uh, for the, of, Eddie. Uh, the Eddie. Yeah. yeah, so he'll he'll be doing more than one episode, um, which would be awesome. Yeah, I really more than likely those two episodes will probably be very heavily tied together. Yeah, I, I would not doubt, especially since Damien Chazelle is doing both of them, that it ends up not so much being two separate episodes as a, as more of a. a it would. I, I have a feeling instead of it being two regular first episodes, it's going to be like a part one and part two pilot or something. Sure, like it's gonna like the episodes are going to be very heavily tied together right. and so it'll be like a part one part two so it'll have the feeling of one episode i mean we'll we'll yeah, see what happens sure. is there yeah. a release thing for it i didn't see uh, like they just kind of no, i think it just got secured the deal yeah. and announced yeah. it yeah i know it's a string of you know big budget like them getting bigger bigger directors to work on projects you know uh-huh. like the other week we talked about you know david fincher has another project coming out yeah mm-hmm. last week you said that steven soberg has that one coming out mm-hmm. they made that deal with martin scorsese to finally put out the irishman Oh, really? Which is a movie that he's been trying to develop for years, which will be reuniting him with uh, uh, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino will also be in the film. Oh, okay. So it'll be another, his return to a crime film. Yeah. So. Cool. That'll be really cool. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of new TV shows being announced and released and all that good stuff, uh, True Detective Season 3 is officially greenlit. Yeah, with uh, starring Michelle Ali. Yep. Yep. And uh, as usual, the guy, the main guy behind it, Nick Pizzolatia, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Something it's, Italian. Yeah, he was, he's been in the first uh, season. The first season's very, really good. The first season's incredible. The, the second, second season, season, not so much. But yeah. <laughs> second season has its moments. So. It does, yeah. Yeah, it's got, it's got good moments, but the first season is by far superior i'm trying to figure out how far i'm close okay that's good um <laughs> yeah so let's see for the this is also from indie wire for the fascinated to see i don't feel like reading this all this shit <laughs> true detective season three officially happening um the official log line is as follows the next installment of true detective tells the story of a macabre i don't know how, how to ever pronounce that word macabre macabre m-a-c-a-b-r-e it's like macabre, macabre. yeah a macabre uh, crime in the heart of the Ozarks. <laughs> Again, <laughs> yeah, wow. which we already got an Ozark Jeez. show. So, yeah. yeah, which I... Uh, I'll, that I'll is a about. travel destination not to go to, I guess. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of crime and murder there now. Uh, yeah, it's in the heart of the Ozarks and a mystery that happens over decades and plays out in three separate time periods. Okay, so, so kind of like the first season. Yeah, where they do yeah. like the flashbacks yeah, and stuff. So. Flashbacks, yeah. yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm happy to see them. I think it's good that they kind of stepped away from the project for a second. Like, all right, let's take our time with this one. Yeah. Because, like, the second season of True Blood felt like they put on too quickly. Yeah. They true, didn't feel true like they detective. fully developed it. Yeah. True, yeah, true, <laughs> true Blood. Jesus Christ. Yeah. True Detective. Yeah. Um, if uh, this one, since they stepped away from it, they're like, all right, let's develop this a little yeah. bit more. Let's put this, you know, third season. No, out yeah. Now. It felt like the first one was so huge and so big and everyone loved yeah. it. They were like, fuck, we got to do that again. Yes, we and it's like, yeah, if you like season one, you'll watch season two I, I thought the casting with vince vaughn was interesting i like that he played a bad guy i know? did yeah i liked I like vince colin Farrell in it but it's just like this everything like the story and everything was just kind of like, yeah eh, I, I really liked rachel mcadams character in it mm-hmm. but it's also just because i really really like rachel, rachel like McAdams. i have a crush yeah. on rachel mcadams oh, okay. well, there you go. but uh i think she's like a real i think she's a decent decent actress too and i really liked her in that because it was one of the more powerful characters I got to see her, right. to see her play. Uh-huh. But it was unfortunate that she she kind of got like ended up getting sidelines in the show yeah, because sure. it came more about like Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn and like their arcs. Mm. And then like in the end, like I think what like she's she's pregnant. Yeah. And then she has like the it's all right. Yeah. It's, Whatever but, it is. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it was okay. I like that's an anthology series though. No, me it's too. It's like a different yeah. like crime like yeah. season each. Yeah, season. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and I like that they get like different, like big name actors every time to yeah. kind of like steer the show, you know? Definitely. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm kind of curious who's like going to be the other big actor other than Mashal Ali. Yeah. You know, I'm I happy am. that he's getting more and more work and getting more mainstream attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm, I'm excited to see who's going to be his like kind of co yeah. like star. I'm sure. Yeah. We're just going to have to wait and see. Cause I, I, I'm assuming it'll probably be slated for like a 2018 release. Oh, yeah, it'll probably sure. come out in the summer or fall of 2018. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. More Joker news came out about that Joker movie we talked about last I, week. I have stopped paying attention. To what yeah. Was this is probably the best. Was it the I don't one have with... that many. <laughs> this is my last story. Really? <laughs> okay. Um, was it the one with, uh, that had to do with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, I guess okay. the, the rumor is none of this is, you know, yeah. Uh, official yeah but um a they they said that the movie will be dark and gritty uh-huh. and say it'd probably be an r-rated film and they say the rumor is they're eyeing leonardo dicaprio for the role which 
I'm not a big Leo guy. Really? I think Leo's serviceable. I think he's fine. I like him. I don't think he's an incredible actor, though. Okay. Like, where were people like, oh, he won for The Revenant. You know, I felt like that was a pity win. Really? To me. I thought yeah. he finally earned it. I, I think, like, in everything else I've seen, I haven't seen everything by him, but in everything else I've seen him in, I'm just like, yeah, he's good. Like, he should probably win an Oscar at some point. And then on The Revenant, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, I, I remember because I watched the Oscars and he won the award. And he was up there giving a speech about like environmentalism and yeah, like global warming. Right. I was like, shut the really come on. Dude. I was like, Jesus, shit. man, yeah. you're getting really preachy. And then the yeah. next day I was like, Hey, I'm not working. I don't have school. Let me go see the revenue. I haven't seen that yet. And I went and watched it. And then like right after I was like, F- he can be as preachy as he wants with a performance like that. Like I thought he blew really? it away. I, I didn't think that yeah. he, I, 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 the only other thing that I've been like, fuck that he's really good in is, uh, I can't remember the name of his character, but in, um, Django Unchained. That's the oh, only. Really? That's the only other thing that I've been like. He should have got an Oscar for Candy. that. I haven't seen. Uh, that. No, 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 no. That was his. Last oh, name. that was his Candy. name. Oh, oh okay. something Candy because yeah, his remember. his plantation was called Candyland. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, yep. Uh, God damn, what's his first name? I'll remember a little bit later on. But um, <laughs> John, John Candy. But no, it's just, <laughs> well, no. My my problem with the Revenant is that Leo was fine, you know, and, and he did his thing and I, I thought he did really well without having a lot of lines. Yeah. But I never felt like he fully submerged. I felt like his accent was just kinda like this is how Southern accent sounds. But yeah. then you have Tom Hardy in that film. Ugh. And Tom Hardy was that character. I didn't think so. Really? I thought the exact oh my opposite. God. I no, I felt like for me I felt Tom Hardy was like he yeah. completely was. Like I that thought Tom guy. Hardy was good in it, yeah. but I thought DiCaprio was like leaps and bounds over really? everyone. I thought it was the opposite that way. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought well, you're that fucking Tom, wrong. So. <laughs> I thought Tom Hardy was barely like he was so in that role he was barely recognizable. No, yeah, he definitely yeah, was. No. Like I at, at first I couldn't really tell. I was yeah. like, Fuck, is that him? Yeah. Yeah, but I thought that was just the makeup. No. <laughs> <laughs> they just—they were really good at makeup. Yeah, what was but, that about? Uh, oh so, yeah, so they're so eyeing for Joker, Joker, which is uh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really not excited for this. Uh, on top of that, Giroletto says that he's hurt by. I'm so fucking tired, of Giroletto. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired, of Giroletto. I seriously am. Fuck You're that just guy. a grumpy old man. You're tired of I everything. <laughs> I'm so grouchy. <laughs> Jerleno, you're, you're like you're like you're like Grandpa Simpson in that episode <laughs> where it's like they show the newspaper and it's like old man yells at Cloud and he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, in a few minutes I'm probably just gonna nod off. <laughs> and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll do my own podcast. Yeah, <laughs> finally got myself. <laughs> You know, Giroletto's like, after all that stuff that came up with Suicide Squad about him wanting, you know, oh, he was method acting, and I'm doing the quote yeah, fingers the right shit, now. Yeah. We're saying people with condoms and yeah. bullets and shit like that. It's like, that's not getting it never the felt like he was that's method like... acting. It just felt like he was trying to get headlines like, look how artsy I am, yeah. you know? So I was already had kind of bad taste. I already had a bad taste in my mouth because mm-hmm. of that. And then I saw his performance as a Joker in Suicide Squad, and they gave me a worse taste in my yeah. mouth. Is there is there not a at least one scene in that though that you think he's all right as the Joker? No, really? No, huh? I think he, I, I, I think that he just doesn't deliver in yeah. any way. Okay. Um, I didn't have a problem with the tattoos or anything like that. Like yeah. that, that really didn't bother me that much. It was just him. Yeah. I, I don't like how we talk like this <laughs> when he's a Joker. Like, yeah. I, li- I liked, I liked his voice. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't like, I just didn't like some of the weird, uh, like he did a couple of like weird laughs at one point. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, it's not really jokery. It's, I don't know what he's going for right there. Yeah. 
If like I, the one where he's in the uh, straight jacket and he's sitting across from Doctor oh, Har- yeah. Harlane Quin- yeah. Quinzel, Quinzel or whatever, yeah. and he's like he does that weird laugh where he's like, <laughs> and his like yeah. eyes get really glazed over, yeah. and I'm just like he's high as fuck. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not a fan of his Joker. Um, I, I and also for as much of a method actor he, as he is, yeah, it seemed like he stole a lot of his performance from Heath Ledger. I'm just gonna <laughs> throw it out there. Like okay. he even sounds like him in some scenes and stuff <laughs> like that. It's like he just didn't do his own thing enough to be a I, method actor. I <laughs> think he is decent as the Joker in the one scene where they're in, where they're doing the car chase. When they're in their Lamborghini oh, and they're when driving. he has barely any lines. I mean, yeah. he's just, but, like, driving. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, like, makes it. I can't remember what the joke is, but it's, like, him and Harley. And I thought it was really good. Because, like, Harley's in it. And she's like, you stupid bat. You're ruining date night. And yeah. she, like, fires into the thing. Yeah, or whatever. Right. I'm like, I just like that. Like, that right there, the whole that whole car chase scene feels like it's directly taken out of, like, yeah. a Batman comic or sure. TV yeah, show yeah, or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. But now he's upset. And, you know, even after the movie, he went on, he was like, he made those statements and stuff like that, kind of talking bad about WB and, like, hit the Suicide Squad, like, editing and everything like that. And, like, so he kind of showed his ass there. Yeah. And at their, I guess, 30 Seconds Mars has their own music festival. I don't know who the fuck goes to that. But um, (laughs) they they do. And uh, I didn't know they were still together. Yeah, in his interview, he said some shit about or whatever. So it was just like... Okay, he's shown his ass now. His performance wasn't even that great, so it's like yeah. we really didn't need a two-hour cut or an extra hour cut of film with more Joker scenes in it. I think it was and, only an extra thirty minutes, but yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, they, yeah, the one they did, but he said, remember, he said, oh, oh yeah, there's yeah. like two all hours other, more yeah, worth of uh, Joker scenes. Footage yeah. they have. Yeah, it's like well, we don't need to see those scenes. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, I'm hurt by the news that they're trying to get a new Joker or whatever. But at the same time, it's, it's a, like they're not getting rid of him because it's supposed yeah. to be like a separate. Unit we we covered all this yeah, last but, week. Yeah, but they could like we said before, they could just flashpoint it. If it really does go over well and this character works we'll, well, they just yeah. flashpoint the shit. They could and, yeah. like replace them. Yeah, and have <laughs> stuff yeah, have stuff tie in and jump back and like I said, we already got a Joker and... origin story from the eighties. It was the original Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> Batman yeah, we nineteen eighty nine was an 80s <laughs> Joker origin film. Yeah. Also, this is gonna be taking place in the early eighties. As well. That's right. They, yep. they they brought that up also. But I I don't know, I just don't care. Aren't they trying to pull a, aren't are they tr- Aren't they trying to use like Martin Scorsese's like pool too to like since he's a producer to be like yeah let's see if we can get DiCaprio in on this now yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah. yeah let's team him up yeah yeah oh well yeah we'll that's we'll see when it comes out that's all I got I think I've only got like two more things let's see oh uh, just real quick things uh, so Joss Whedon officially gets a Justice League writer credit like that's okay. I guess his official credit for the movie mm-hmm. so he'll be credited as a writer I'm not surprised by that yeah and director. It's like next news article, you know, it's like Zack Snyder's name removed from all Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All Justice League. Pretty uh, much. Productions. They're, they're just going to like black bar. What's it? Uh, like since class of like this classified documents. Oh, where yeah. Everything's just like black barred yeah, over and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, also retract or uh, yeah. Or, yeah. Redacted. Redacted. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, there is a Heather's TV show happening at one point oh yeah 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 it's yeah. awesome about this uh-huh. so heathers is one of my favorite movies of all time mm-hmm. it's a 1989 like black comedy cult classic kind of thing yeah. These popular girls in school heather heather and heather mm-hmm. they are known as the heathers and they do whatever the fuck they want in school and this other girl veronica played by winona Ryder, like gets in with them a little bit and tries to become popular and then meets this dark mysterious new boy at school named uh 
JD, who's played by Christian Slater, yeah. and yeah. it's really funny. It's almost like a my true romance. By the hey, way, sitting right here. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's like almost this Bonnie and Clyde esque kind of like relationship feel that they have, yeah. like the yeah. stuff yeah. they go through. And so it's a really, really good movie. Really, uh, highly re- it's on Netflix. I yeah. highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. But they're doing a TV show reboot, and they're making. I'm kind of iffy on some of it because. The first teaser of it just dropped recently, and I went and watched it, and I wasn't too big a fan of what I saw, which, you know, it happens. You take older stuff and you reboot it. It's a it's a crapshoot sometimes. So in this one, they are changing some of the Heathers, which I'm all for because I want more diversity. And that's I want... There's just one Heather, and the other two <laughs> girls are named something that's not Heather. Uh, so, like, what they're doing is that uh, Heather, I think it's Heather Chandler. She's, like, the big, like, queen bitch. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, the blonde girl, whatever. And so instead of, like, the blonde, pretty, like, whatever, every, every guy wants to be with her, every girl wants to be her, that kind of thing. Instead of that, they have this short-haired, brown, brown-haired girl who's a little bit more heavyset. And... Okay. Yeah, I'm all for, like, trying to do, like, bo- body positivity and be like, yeah, sure. absolutely. There are different right. shapes, different sizes of people yeah do it awesome like all right it doesn't have to be a stick figure like characters don't have to be that to be attractive or whatever i get that they don't have to do they don't have to be skinny to be powerful like all that that's fine whatever the thing is with heather chandler's character specifically some of her characters defined by the pretty mythological blonde haired white girl kind of look like just that supermodel look that we have out there Mm. that's almost unattainable by every regular girl in the world Mm. That's part of her character mm-hmm. in the story is that she is that. Right. And that like that's what she represents and that's why people – I mean she's got a lot of power too, but she is that mythological like fit, like that thing, that, that just dreamlike kind of girl sure. that you don't really ever get. And that's – so that's basically what she's supposed to be in the movie and that's not all of her character by any stretch of the imagination that's not what her character is it's just a very important part of her character and so when they're changing that in the tv show to be more like yeah she's a bigger like i've actually got the picture if you want to that's going to be her in the tv show okay yeah all and right. it doesn't look bad yeah, but no. it doesn't look like i'm not going to like google the original or yeah. anything but if you can imagine the original the average like skinny blonde girl in like the 80s I mean, the or whatever <laughs> yeah she's oh, not yeah, she's yeah. not fat no yeah. and she's she's thicker yeah she is thicker. thicker and she's got like really short crops like uh brown yeah, hair yeah. and so it'll be interesting she's kind of like, like the punk type look no or, yeah, yeah yeah and that's another thing that's kind of weird is that like i understand punk and geeky kind of clothing and style yeah, right. is almost she's got, like, like a vampire the... shirt on she's got like vampire teeth on her shirt yeah yeah you it's know? a uh i understand that's kind of the popular thing now uh-huh. but like i don't know like the girls are supposed to be like the pot i don't i don't know the girls are supposed to be the popular girls of school so if that's the kind of style that is popular with teenagers in this generation that they're doing it in then i guess I'm, the crowd. <laughs> yeah i guess it makes sense to do guess, that with them yeah. but um so yeah that's one problem that i kind of have it's not really a problem i'm I'm skeptical of it i'll wait to see um one thing that i do enjoy that i'm like oh this might be kind of cool is that they replaced one of the female heathers with a guy guy? yeah well i think he's like gay or like queer something Mm -hmm. but he's um 
he's not I, I don't think he's just like a straight up like straight guy yeah right but sure. he's a guy with them and his name is Heath <laughs> so instead like Heather, Heather, it's Heather and Heather and Heath and he's part of the Heathers that's yeah I thought, I thought I was like okay yeah. that's cool yeah we'll see where it goes um I was skeptical when I first read it and then I watched the trailer and I saw some behind the scenes stuff and I was like oh he looks like he's doing a good job I'm like okay I'm, cool. I'm I'll, I'll watch this I'll see what happens the problem the thing the biggest thing I don't like about it is in the trailer so in the movie there's a line and it's become like one of the most quoted lines of the whole movie where like any Heather fan knows it and they know who say it. They know who says it and it's Heather Chandler. And it's not even like a big part of the movie or anything. It's like in the first, it's like a throwaway line, Mm -hmm. but the like Heather and Veronica are having a conversation and like, Veronica says something and Heather doesn't care at all. And she's just like, Oh, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like this weird fucking line where yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you like? What? And yeah. it just like shows how fucking detached she is and that she doesn't care about anything yeah. and like all this kind of stuff. And she's really sarcastic and stuff. And so on the teaser trailer, Veronica is the one that says it. And that's not who Veronica is. Mm-hmm. And so it's really weird because in the trailer, like they, I'm hoping they understand who the characters are because in the trailer, it seems like they might be having kind of a hiccup because right. Veronica says that like one of, in the trailer, it's just like 15 seconds. And one of Veronica's friends is like, Hey, the Heathers are looking for you. And then the Heathers like walk down the hall and Veronica's like, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. And it's like, no, no, that's not how that works. You what can't... station is coming on? I, I so, don't so know. Allow, they're allowed to say fucking shit. On I, guess, so I guess. Yeah. It's showtime or I don't know what stars it... or something. It might have been stars. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Besides just that though, uh, there's a Heather's musical happening in a couple of weeks that I I was just telling you about earlier. Yeah. Uh So me and, uh, Megan, we're actually going to try to go down to that in a couple of weeks. So yeah, yeah. if you can, if you can go to that too, we'll have to go do it. It's going to be, going to be really fun because Heather's was such a big, uh, movie or at least a cult classic that it got like such a big, like dedicated following that some people went years later and mm-hmm. they ter- turned it into a musical mm-hmm. and they changed some of the stuff about the story, but overall it stays the same. And so it's a musical that has a soundtrack with like professional singers and it gets sent out, you know, like it's available for theater production companies to turn into a musical and do their own thing with. And so it's happening in a couple of weeks down in near Orlando or something. So it's like the same gonna... thing they do with the evil dead. Yeah. Yeah, the exactly. Evil dead, uh, pl- uh, musical. Yeah. Yeah, which I always miss every time it comes through. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a cool one to go see. Yeah. I, I want to see uh, the, uh, what's it, what's it, the Mormon church one, Oh, Book too. of Mormon. Yeah, the uh, Book of Mormon. It's coming back through in December. That's what I heard, yeah. yeah. So I want to go, yeah, I I wanna wanna go, go see it because I missed it the last couple times it came yeah. through. Yeah, I want to yeah. check that out. But I think that's all the news I got. Yeah, so cool. Let me cough real quick and then we'll do this. <clears throat> Probably get some water real quick, too. That's how that movie made me feel. <laughs> you just coughed. Cough and use some water. <laughs> Specifically. You're like, fuck this. Just about. Yep. So what did we see this week? Kidnap. Kidnap. <laughs> no, it's just kidnapped. <laughs> no, it's kidnapped, isn't it? No, it's kidnapped. Son of a bitch. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was kidnapped. Nope. Just, did I, just, what did I put on Facebook kid- then when I was like, we're seeing kidnapped this week? I thought I put kidnapped. I don't know. Either way. Just, just, just kidnap. <laughs> so uh, what did you think of it, Rocky? We're not doing fucking spoilers for this, by the way. We're just we're just jumping into it. We so. are, oh, yeah, yeah. No, this will be – you mean this will be all spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, I I was – it's it's good for a laugh. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it's it, it's headache-inducing, 
I, um, I didn't think so. I but. really, I thought like the the car chase. If you want to call it, how's a movie gonna be? Ninety percent of car chase is the boringest fucking car chase you've ever seen. You thought in your it life. was boring? Yeah, well, I thought I mean, it was boring as yeah. fuck. I I I really uh, it's so. Just so everyone knows, when I say I enjoyed this movie, I enjoyed it in the sense that it's so bad it's good. Which before before we get to kidnapped, that's something I wanted to ask you. What's like your favorite? It's so bad it's good movie. Samurai Cop. S- Samurai Cop. Yeah, yeah. We we watch a lot of B movie, like a lot of uh, like for a while there it was every Saturday, but now it's almost like every other Saturday. Yeah. Where me and uh, the roommates will uh, drink beers and watch like three like eighties or nineties like bad movies like yeah bad movies but ones that aren't like weren't intentionally made bad it's oh, okay. just because like the director or and writers and stuff they just didn't have the funds or they didn't have you know the know-how or the intellect to pull it yeah. off but they had good intentions like yeah. they want to make a movie but they just didn't have the means to make a movie gotcha so um we we watch one of those a lot of those and samurai cop is and we got the poster in our living room yeah is this one of the best ones i should just watch it again last night with a friend of mine she enjoyed it immensely as well yeah. <laughs> uh uh it's just it's like i'll show anybody that film like yeah. anytime <laughs> because it's just like it's so bad but has a charm to it it's so bad oh, okay. it's good yeah because just fun and so badly made but see, you can see there's good intentions yeah. So, yeah that that's the same way uh my my favorite so bad it's good movie is uh jessica or not jessica jennifer's body with okay. uh, Ma- Megan Fox yeah, Megan and Fox. Uh, yeah. Amanda C. Also talking about your favorite movie to masturbate to, goddamn. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That, that makeout scene, it's, it's amazing. No, uh, it's it's kind of the same thing. It's just, I mean, they definitely had a budget in that movie, yeah. but it's really, it's. Uh, I just like, like I, I don't like them all the time, so I don't know if I'd be able to do like an every Saturday kind of thing, like watching bad movies or whatever, but I do enjoy a bad movie where they... Like there's something different between like movies that they they're trying to be so bad it's good like they're doing everything on purpose but then watching a movie that's an actual train wreck and yeah. just that's what kidnap is and that's the kind of thing that I that's the kind of thing I like with it too I found a lot of charm in it where it was just it was so ridiculous and so bad it was like and I feel like the director and everyone, they're try- they legitimately believe they're making a good movie. Yeah. And it is not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is his uh, second feature film, I think. Okay. His first one was a remake of Nicholas Whiting Ruffins, uh, who's a director I really love. Um, he has a series called The Pusher Series. Okay. The first movie is called Pusher. Um, and it's just about, like, it's a crime film. You okay. Know, and uh, Mads Mikkelsen stars in it. Oh, and, cool. Uh, so uh, he was in a lot of Nicholas Weinreff. Nicholas Weinreff kind of started Mads Mikkelsen's career. Yeah. But uh, Louis Prento, is that his name? Did I say Louis Prento? Louis Prento? Yeah. The director? Yeah. Pre- okay. Printo. Prito. 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 Yeah. He directed a remake of Pusher. And yeah. It wasn't nearly as well regarded as the original gotcha. Pusher. And then he did this one, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, everything else, I think. I mean, yeah. I think he, he, made, he made some other like european films but like number big yeah his only two big ones is the pusher remake in this <laughs> does he uh can you see on there if he's by any chance like associated with the any of the like the five production companies that had to do oh, with this yeah. uh, there was literally we're in the movie we're in the theater watching the movie and there was like five different screens of being like 
a DB film, a yeah. whatever production, something something presents. It was like five different companies tied to it. Yeah, I did not understand. Load. It was it. too yeah. many, way and, too many, and all of them let this movie slip through the cracks. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't see his production okay. company. It's right. it yeah. one of them. It's yeah. one of those seven. Who cares? But what, but <laughs> I'm when not going to be looking for his <laughs> yeah. other movies coming out. But when, when I say I enjoy this movie, I. I don't even do it in a in a, in, an, in an ironic way. I legitimately enjoy this movie, but because it's so ridiculous and it's so bad and it's just insane. I was when we first saw the th- uh, trailer for this, I was thoroughly excited for it because it looked horrible. If the trailer and was it, just a trailer, like if the trailer was just we we've said it, we, in our conversation talked about yeah. it before. If that was just a fake trailer, yeah. Like like that was a trailer for silencing your <laughs> cell phone. I'd be yeah. like genius, amazing. <laughs> that was hilarious. But it's a legitimate trailer. It's a legitimate it's... trailer for a legitimate movie. And and the movie is of that caliber. Just oh, about. Man, it's so bad. Uh so what happens in it? So Holly Berry um has a son. Yep. Uh she's they... Marco. Yeah. No, his name is Frankie. His name's Frankie, but, they... but their little thing is Marco Polo, and yeah. that's how she can tell where he is. Yeah. So she's a waitress. This is a cute thing. It's, it's yeah, right. whatever. <laughs> she's a waitress. Yeah, um, she's the average struggling mom waitress thing. Yeah, she's a waitress divorced a, from her husband yeah, and, at a diner. Yeah, a diner with customers that don't seem to know that they're eating in a diner. <laughs> yeah. With some girl asking about like what kinds of milk they yeah, have. She's like, oh, let me guess. You only have whole milk. I'm also, like, yeah, bitch, you're in a, a diner. diner. <laughs> this it's a diner that's literally one step above Waffle House. Like, yeah. it's a diner. Like. Do you have fresh squeezed juices? Like, no. no we've got Minute Maid yeah. out of the machine. Yeah, that's what, that's what we're going to do. we got those little cartons of milk that yeah. you get at, like, school. Like, that's what you're <laughs> yeah, I'll give it. you that. There and you she go. She catches an attitude. It's like, what What world is this? <laughs> and so she's going through a divorce. Uh-huh. Um, she's sharing custody with her husband, mm-hmm. who you don't see in the film. You don't. And he's got a girlfriend. And I thought there was going to be a twist at the end where the husband was trying to get the Yeah, no. That, that That's way too clever for this film. <laughs> They just introduced that subplot for no good reason. Well, the, I think the only I, reason they introduced that subplot is so she yeah. can get the phone call from her lawyer. Well, there's that. So she's distracted, and that's when her son gets kidnapped. But I think the thing it's trying to subtly do, which it doesn't do very well, but it's trying to subtly reinforce the idea of her son being taken away from her. Yeah. Because the father is trying to get full custody. Yeah, right. And so she gets the phone call, and she's like, no, he's not getting full custody because. That's what would happen if the father was getting full custody. Her son would be taken away from her. Yeah, her right. son would be like her child would not Pretty be hers anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that's what the whole movie is kidnapped. The kid gets it's in the first 10 minutes. That's, yeah. That is the inciting incident. That's the thing that introduces you into this movie is that the kid gets kidnapped. Yep. Bam. There you go. It's rolling. Yep. And, 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 yeah. and he gets kidnapped 15 feet away from his mom. <laughs> and somehow... Literally, literally, she goes, Marco, he says, Polo. Yeah. And then... She's just, like talking on the phone for another second. Yeah, and then drops and turns around he's gone. <laughs> but like like but a little when, bit later on in the film, she finds a recorder. There's like, like a three-minute conversation. Yeah, yeah. Her, her son carries around a recorder with him. Yeah, they, for some reason. I don't know yeah. why. Just so they could have this scene, I yeah. guess. I thought it was going to be some setup about like... Oh, he's got this, so then she's gonna hear it later, yeah. and then be like, I mean, they they did make it come back, and it served kind a purpose, of, but yeah. it wasn't like something where he was like hidden somewhere, and he played it, and she heard it, and then found him yeah. or anything like that. No, but, so so she finds her quarter in her car, gets yeah. left there. Oh no, no, she she found it on a bench. 
but she, yeah, she park, grabs but she it. Yeah, grabs she it. Take, she drops everything drops else of her cell phone fucking purse, but not the goddamn toy. <laughs> drops everything else, and she picks and she up the recorder the and she yeah. plays the recorder. And while she's on this phone, those two seconds of her going Marco Polo, her reception getting yeah. dropped. Whatever, when she was throwing doing her that phone earlier, on the ground, yeah. turning she... around, be like, "Oh shit, the kid's gone." Within yeah. that, literally two seconds, like two or five seconds, the yeah. woman that kidnapped Frankie, her, yeah, her son yeah. Frankie. Uh, which is a married couple, kidnapped, but yeah. she, she hears the recording, them having this conversation. They have a full conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, like, where's your mommy? Like, yeah. and your mommy's in the parking lot. It's like, oh no, she's right over there somewhere. But yeah. she's literally behind him. Yeah. Literally, like and, 15 feet and away. And the lady's just like, no, she's in the parking lot. She's looking for you. Yeah. Are, are you Frankie? You've got, he, she said she's looking for a kid with curly black hair. Is that you? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> They're like cool come with me but they have a whole All yeah right. it's like a whole like minute at least a minute of a conversation yeah. and somehow earlier in the actual scene it takes like two seconds yeah and and the kid's gone that fast yeah <laughs> um, i mean which i guess it, there's things about this movie where i'm like they're trying to reinforce things they just do it way too heavily and i guess like maybe that's one of the things they're trying to reinforce is the fact that like you take your eyes off your kid for a second yeah right <laughs> yeah. he could be this is a horror this is a horror movie for moms who are too clingy and this it is turns what it's a horror movie the last little bit of it yeah they try to turn it into a horror movie they do yeah which has some of the stupidest decisions from characters. But, oh, yeah. but before but before we get to that. Yeah. yeah so she so. Frankie gets kidnapped and they she's like she sees the kidnapping take place because at first she's running around Halle Berry, whoever her character's name is, she's uh running around looking for Frankie. Frankie, she's like looking everywhere. Some of the other people are like, Oh, are you looking for your child? Like this world I walk up like, I don't get it. What's his name? Marco <laughs> yeah. or Frankie? She goes around, she's like, she's like Marco, Frankie, and the lady's like, is his name Marco? Frankie? What's that? Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> and uh she finally sees him, but he's like all the way across the parking lot getting dragged away by this like big fat white lady. Big fat white trash. Until, yeah, into like a Mustang GT like old hatchback. whatever. Yeah, hatchback. Yeah. And then the next like forty five minutes of the movie is her literally chasing. It's an incredible car chase. It's not a. It's not an entertaining car chase. It's not an exciting car I chase. I loved it. Every time they showed the speedometer, <laughs> here's how high octane this was car my favorite. <laughs> here's how high octane, and they used the same shot each time. But how high octane this chase is? It shows it going from forty. To 60. Yeah. <laughs> There's like literally a couple of shots where it's like, oh no, she's speeding up. And it was like 25, 30, yeah. 35 miles per hour. It's I was like, like you are It's like red lining at 50. And the, and the music is like, bump, bump, bump. Yeah. She's like, ah, 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 oh God. Ah. Uh, oh just my looking God. really concerned. Yeah. Um, and they're doing like quick cuts and like the editing. They're yeah. like cutting around. Like, they're trying to she, do an Edgar she Wright She throws it thing. in gear. Yeah. The tire spins as she takes off. Yeah, they try to do the Edgar Wright like goes, dot, yeah. dot, 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 like yeah. order of event it's type so things. Bad. But, oh, uh, man. And, uh, and throughout that whole, throughout that whole car chase, there are multiple occasions. Like this is the only car chase I've ever seen where the people are the, one of the people in the car chase is trying to get the attention of the authorities and it never works. She's like trying to let people she know. She gets the authorities' attention one time. <laughs> and she's like, hey, my son got kidnapped in that car up there. It's like, pull over. <laughs> no, it's a cardigan, but thanks for asking. Yeah. Pull, yeah, right. It's like, 
this guy has my kid in his car right there. And it's like, yeah. lady, pull over. Give me <laughs> pull a warning. Over. And then he gets hit. He gets sandwiched it's between. so the... good. The cop's on the motorcycle and he's like driving next to her and he just gets A couple sick. random people get hit in this movie. It is and it's the hilarious. best thing ever. This, this white chick is The hit. white girl. She just gets rammed around over in it. It reminded me of like that Dane Cook joke where he's like, I saw a guy get hit by a car and he just like flipped over and his shoes fell off. Yeah, yeah he, she's not a... Uh, she's not gravely injured or killed yeah, she just but she literally like, laying there just holding her leg like ah, but she like flips ah, up in the air and when she lands like they Halle, focus on her for yeah, a while exactly also. and Halle Berry like drives up and because another car is about the uh hit her and yeah. Halle Berry like cuts it off with the van yeah. and takes the hit yeah. and like saves the girl's life and she looks out the window and like the girls the blonde girls laying on the ground like ah, ah, <laughs> like literally just getting ran over and Halle Berry like looks at her and then looks around for the car and speeds <laughs> off <laughs> as the blonde girl's like in the middle of the road like ah <laughs> oh my god it's a uh, high octane action, never a dull moment. A, mi- a minivan and the in the car chase. And there's one That's... part where you literally turn. It's like, is this the whole movie? I is thought it was, happen? and I would have been completely. And it fine almost with is. It. I would have been. I would have been completely fine with it. Oh, yeah. She, she. What? What's? What does her say? She um. <laughs> the the uh, car chase finally ends. Yeah. Um. Dude gets out with a shotgun and is shooting up her car because yeah. he goes in. Uh, uh, blindsides a vehicle that she hops in. She runs out of gas. Yeah, and gets she runs out of gas in the yeah. van. She uh, gets out of her car. She's literally running after the other Mustang car. Yeah, yeah. And, no, it's uh, not the Mustang anymore. No, yeah, that's right. They switch over to like a Volvo or yeah. something. Yeah. So uh, she's chasing after that. The Volvo gets away, and then this other truck comes yeah. by, and it's like, "Hey, what's wrong?" And she's like, "You gotta help me." Blah, blah, blah. She like explains the whole thing, and then gets in the car with him, and they get out of nowhere like blindsided by the volvo the volvo comes, comes back. back around because there's a dead end on that yeah road. yeah exactly yeah. so and i think she gets knocked out for a second or something yeah and she gets out of the car and the guy's coming over with like a, a shotgun. shotgun yeah he's got sawed off and she like gets in her van for some reason to yeah, like gets back into the van yeah which is... and like locks the doors and it's like this guy has a shotgun what are you doing yeah, he doesn't try <laughs> shooting out the windows or anything he does say i i mentioned it i mentioned it earlier he does say something with like the shells he's like he mumbles something about shotgun shells and you're yeah. like when he's changing because it's like a double barrel shotgun and so i didn't catch it like maybe the shells were messing up or maybe the gun was malfunctioning or something clearly not yeah because then like he used. loads yeah he loads it back up and it gets used again yeah. but um he like gets into the car he gets into the van with her and she pops it into like reverse and it rolls back down a hill and He's sticking halfway out of it and gets, gets killed. killed some, yeah. somehow. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't show him get hit by anything. Yeah, no. Just... But when she goes to look at him, she's like, oh, he's dead. Maybe he's allergic to trees. Maybe. Yeah. yeah he's just around <laughs> a lot of them. He's like, no. He's like, oh, my one weakness. Yeah. And he died. Trees. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she, her, her car's totaled out of gas, but her, her fucking navigation system still works like a console <laughs> of her dash yeah so she pulls out the guy's license yeah and looks at uh yeah like what his address is yeah which is like two miles up the road she goes yeah. there and they try to turn a horror film where 
the guy's wife is back at their house. Like, yeah. she got thrown out of a car earlier. When yeah, because er- earlier, yeah, she got yeah. thrown out of the car, which was the funniest thing yeah. ever. Yeah, because they're good. in the van together, and like Halle Berry like leans back and bites her, yeah. and like opens the door. It looks like she bit her ass also. Her That's what I thought it was. She's yeah, like, ah! <laughs> she pushes and like her rolls fat her. ass out of the fucking vehicle, <laughs> and she's rolling. Yeah. And I'm rolling laughing. Um, <laughs> I was laughing pretty pretty hardcore throughout this yeah. whole film. My, my biggest laugh was when that girl gets hit. But um, Oh my god. I that's incredible. Um, but uh, she gets to the house. Yeah. And she finds out that's where Frankie's being kept along with other kids. Uh-huh. And it's like a horror movie where she's like sneaking around the house. And she has a yeah. shotgun. She has a fucking shotgun. And she puts a shotgun down. down. And she opens it first, pulls the shells yeah, out like of it. Pulls the, shell the shells out, yeah. Onto the table and leaves a shotgun there. Walks around for a couple minutes. Picks up a yeah, butcher here, here's knife. Here's a bump somewhere yeah. in the house and grabs a knife. Yeah, gets a butcher <laughs> knife. Is like walking around. Yeah, and like sees a dog somewhere. There's a and, dog in a room. Yeah, and then she and then she goes out into the shed and that's where the Frankie children yeah. are being held because she finds out not only is it Frankie. But it's multiple other children. Apparently, they're selling kids for like one hundred grand. Yeah, they're like so. These but they live people... in like a rundown, shitty ass yeah. house. But they like kidnap kids and yeah. they sell them to make money. Yeah. So they have and like a, lot a of children yeah. trafficking thing or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> but it didn't, didn't look like they had money. Yeah. But no, they apparently, money. they were making money. The girl comes back. She's chasing him with that shotgun. She yeah. left on the table. Yeah. The lady Blade goes back up. in and picks up the shotgun. Yeah. Put shells into it. And gets the fucking coffee can. Yeah. Not too far from the shotgun. Opens up with more shells yep. in it. <laughs> grabs the dog. Shells, grabs a dog. <laughs> Alicia's on Holly Berry and her kid. Yep. And then she gets in a tussle with the chick because the chick thinks that she's in a boat that's kind of yeah they're, they're, they're on, like on, on the a dock. creek or something yeah, yeah. and she's and so Halle boat Berry like yeah she pushes under the, the dock it's a little yeah. small boat and she like pushes the boat away mm-hmm. but then they her and her kid like hide under the dock like in the yeah. water and so the lady comes up and sees just the boat pumping rounds away. into the, yeah uh, so she fires at the boat yeah. And then the dog notices that they are under the dock. Yeah. And so the lady, like, goes to do something about Halle Berry. Yeah, like, Halle Berry, Jason, Halle Berry, Voorhees, like, Jason Voorhees. exactly what And grabs her fucking legs. It's Friday the 13th. Yeah, and slams her down onto the dock. And the shotgun goes off. You hear the dog yell. The so dog the dog gets heart. killed. And then she, she drags her to the water and then murders her. She strangles her to death and drowns her. Um, Ooh, all in front of her child, all in front of her kid, who seems pretty fine with it at this point. He's, and then she's like, "Marco, yeah, he's had a pretty rough day of it." Yeah, Marco. It, it, that, that should have been the credits. She's like, oh "Marco," and it just says, "Polo credits." <laughs> it would have been incredible. Oh, <laughs> uh, but they did. Oh my god! Uh, then she goes to get the other two girls who have the same exact line. There's two <laughs> other girls who are up there with Frankie. Yeah, in the shed, and. She's like, hey, come on. It's like, I want to go home. (laughs) Or, I want my mom. (laughs) And every time she goes and tries to get them out of the hole, she tries like three times. They say... And they won't come down. They say that exact same thing. It's like the same thing. It's like they couldn't get those kids to act, so they're like, fuck it. Just get someone to record some lines and we'll we'll dub it in. AVR dub it. (laughs) And they use the same shot of them coming to the hole. Yeah. It's It's like the same same thing. They're just like, whoop, and their head pops out. But then this guy shows up. Yeah. And he he says he's like, the neighbor or something yeah. and so Halle Berry's trying to explain it to him and blah blah and he's like oh okay well let me help you and then like he says something and she's like I never told you how many kids were up there yeah. and the guy's like 
Uh, he chose to go <laughs> pistol off his back out of his arm. <laughs> and Halle Berry like Halle Berry like hits him with a shovel. Yeah, like one hit KO. And then she's like, "You took the wrong child." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then that's the end of the movie. There's a there's a dub over. There's there's a voiceover from like a news reporter, and uh, Halle Berry walks out with th- three children, and the news reporter's like, "Yeah, these kids were kidnapped and blah blah blah." But the mother rescued them, and then, and then they were like, "She's the mother of the year." Yeah, what this her mo- kid doesn't get taken away from her yeah. ever. It's like this mother is some hero, yeah. and then it's credits. Credits. It's like you are fucking kidding me. That that line of "You took the wrong kid" is one of the best fucking Oof. like one shot lines <laughs> almost as good as there's there's a there's a really bad like Tyler Terra movies there's one called Russian Terminator oh okay and uh it's clear it's clear that the actors like English isn't their main language yeah and they're basically like just reading words off like the script oh, like okay, they don't yeah. know how to like pronounce it or yeah they don't know what the words mean yeah like one time there's like a line on there where one guy's supposed to say well that's what friends are for he says, that's what friends are for. It's <laughs> like that. But but at the very end, the guy, like the hero, he's about to kill somebody. Yeah. His line is, you're going to die. And then shoots the guy. <laughs> so it's almost that caliber of a line. No, yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> you're yeah. going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's the whole story of yeah. Kidnap. Yeah. She's... It is so... Re- this movie... It's so weird, like... You can tell they have a very specific audience in mind. And mothers. It's, yeah, mothers. Yeah. And it's this thing where it's like, there's this whole idea of a fear of being taken, like your child being taken. Besides the random stupidness of it, that you're just laughing at everything, there's all these other ideas that they're trying to reinforce that just, if anything, make it worse and make it more funny. Mm. And it's like all these ideas of like, your child can be taken away from you in an instant. And if they are taken away, like, what are you going to do? Wait, are you yeah, going right. to do something? There's like a whole scene where Halle Berry like goes to a police station and she's talking to the police lady. <laughs> and like, there's this whole thing where she's like, she gives all the description and she takes in, she takes in a picture of her kid and her, her kid's like eight or nine years old. She's a and, six. Because, yeah. because my favorite character in the movie asked, which we'll get to in a second. Oh, okay. But so like the kid's six and so he's definitely not a baby. And so she takes a picture into the police officer, yeah. the police lady, and it's a fucking picture of her it child a baby. as a baby. He's <laughs> like, my son's missing. It's like, you don't have a recent picture? What it's is- like he has curly black hair. <laughs> it's like she looks at the picture it's like, well, he doesn't in this picture. Yeah. He's like two feet taller now, <laughs> yeah. but um, no, but she goes in there and so the police lady is trying to help her. She's like, okay, let me get someone on the phone. We'll get cars dispatched, blah, 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 blah. And Halle Berry's like, you're, you're the only one here? And she's like, yes, ma'am, but we'll have like a whole... Uh, I guess in Louisiana neighborhoods or communities are called like parishes or something because yeah. they say parish. Yeah. And so we saw the license plate. This is in Louisiana. And so they, uh, she's like, oh, we can have cars dispatched, like a hundred cars in the parish within an hour. And Halle Berry's like, that's, that's too long. Yeah. That's no. And she like goes to the phone. Like she needs to call someone. I guess she tries to call on her ex-husband. And when she's dialing the phone, she looks up at the wall and sees all these missing child posters or on a bulletin board yeah it's like yeah. 20 of them it's like and the same one you would see like going to like walmart yeah like, how yeah, like yeah. near the front walmart yeah like, missing exactly missing, yeah missing, missing, but like yeah. one of them's like still missing yeah still missing <laughs> and, and hallie perry's like no i think she's literally like no 
Yeah. No. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she, like, hangs up the phone and, like, does her waddle run out of the police no, station. No, before that, she has that other line. Oh, what is it? Her line was, people, it's like, um, Oh, yeah, that's why they're, yeah, that, that's why they never found them, because they waited or yeah, something? Yeah, because it? it's like, they never found them because uh, they didn't act, they waited instead, or yeah. something like that. It's, it's so bad. And then she does and her water she, run. Yeah, I don't know why she's water. running so weird. Or even walking weird. Like, she walks the waddle now. It's like her mom jeans were too tight. But she has, like, the mommest mom jeans I've ever seen in this film. Yeah, her, uh, her, her wardrobe's incredible in this movie. Yeah, it's but, great. <laughs> so, yeah, she runs out and... Uh, does she get back into the van then? And that's when... Yeah, uh, then... She does something. Yeah, I think she's back she, in the she van. She hunts down him getting into... The Volvo. The Volvo. Yeah, yeah. And that's the second part of the chase. Where she just starts wrecking into him and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, he tries to open the door because early he was opening the door and holding the kid out. Holding like, the kid out. this kid out. And she's like, nah! Yeah. <laughs> like, screaming from the Or holding a knife to his throat. <laughs> the best thing is they have this face-off where they, they pull off over earlier in the yeah. film. Yeah, and yeah. she confronts him like, you can take my wallet and my credit cards and blah, blah, blah. It's all the money I have. But Lou Temple's character, who's the... The husband yeah, kidnapped the, the male kidnapper. Yeah. yeah. He walks out with a teeny tiny switchblade <laughs> knife. And he's standing there menacingly. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I'm like what, what's he going to do with that? You know how easy it is to, to, to stop a like, little switchblade knife? Yeah. Like, most she could have just got back in her van and like just ran, ran him over. over. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh shit. I <laughs> like, just ran him over. But he clearly wasn't the problem. The other one's a problem. His Ugh. wife is the problem. Yeah. But uh, my favorite character, though, why I know he's six years old is because when they first get to the park, Frankie's running around a jungle gym, like a little like park, like playground yeah, area. Yeah. He's like running and sliding. He's having a good time and stuff. And she's sitting on the beach, uh, on, the, on the bench. <laughs> and she's like, Marco. And he's like, Polo. And this guy's sitting <laughs> this there guy with next to her. Best character in the movie. <laughs> Most awkward line delivery ever. Just running goes, Haha, how old's your kid? <laughs> she's like, Oh, he's six. He's like, Ah. <laughs> and she sits there, and then like they they get up and she's like, all right, Frankie, let's go see what else is in the park or whatever. And then like, like a theme park, and they and keep on focusing. I thought he was going to be the kidnapper, but he's That's not. What I thought he's, he's just, just a random he's guy, some random nice guy at the park. <laughs> they keep on focusing, and they go back to him like two or three times. And just and he's just sitting in the same spot. They just oh keep my on God. showing him. It was so it was so good. <laughs> yeah, just with like a kind of smile on his face, like watching kids. Yeah, the, I the, hope. He may be another kidnapper. I hope, I hope his I kid is yeah. there. Some pedophile or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's such bad like dialogue and There's acting in this movie. It's all the extras are extra bad. Yeah. Absolutely. Like all the, like, but the even, people that have to come in and like, give like, yeah. one line like that no, guy. Definitely, so it's like, yeah. holy shit. But even Halle Berry in the beginning it is ridiculously bad like, oh, when, yeah. they're, when they're driving to the park. And there's like shots in there that don't make any sense. Like when you're doing when you're doing dialogue scenes, like you'll usually jump back and forth between both characters' faces, or you'll have like a profile shot where you're talking about both of them, or some something where you can see both of their faces and like their reactions and what they're saying and like back and forth or whatever. And there was like they did it the whole entire conversation she's having with her son, who's in the back seat of the van. Everybody sits. Nobody sits in the front seat in this movie. Yeah, the only time somebody sat in her front seat. Was whenever she got in when that she vehicle. got in the thing with the truck, yeah. yeah with the but guy. like anytime they, someone gets into her car, it's yeah, always, they always get in the back seat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I didn't notice that. But yeah. um, so she's talking to the guy. Uh, she's talking to her son in the back seat, and they're cutting back and forth between them talking. But for some reason, there's a couple of shots in there where Halle Berry uh, is talking, and it's just the back of her head. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. cutting back and forth, and the son's like, "Yeah," and we're going to the park, and it cuts to the back of Halle Berry's yeah. head. She's like. 
Yep. <laughs> it was just like the most awkward thing. And then like when she turned around and she'd be like, I love you, son. And like all this kind of stuff. It was like, the fuck? Who made this? Who, who like, what? It was. How, how is her husband? Her husband's going for full custody, but they show yeah. like her primarily he being he deserves there. it. Because she, yeah, she, she definitely can't take her. <laughs> my favorite song is when she's holding onto the car. But oh my god, <laughs> real quick, just holding the cars dragging. But you can see on the trailer. If the dad had the kid, he yeah. wouldn't have got kidnapped. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but um, like what it, at the very very beginning of showing him like growing up and her like being yeah. there for all of the big events of his life. And yeah. Stuff like that. But it seems like you don't see the dad at all. No, like it seems yeah. like she raised that kid. Yeah. So how the fuck? Yeah, it doesn't make. Would any he sense. get primary? And usually no in idea. cases like that, they tend to give full custody in a case like that but went to court to the woman yeah normally yeah, yeah definitely or usually have more uh empathy towards the woman's side. yeah yeah maybe they did it because it seemed like from what they were trying to establish with the characters that they're both established the, the husband his new girlfriend both have big real, people jobs yeah and like she's they make waitress. money and they can yeah. take care of a child and yeah. she's like i have a real job i work like she's a waitress at yeah diner, exactly but mm-hmm. she's done like she's making like not even minimum wage so right <laughs> yeah but yeah, still, you don't see the father like at all. Like, there's no real presence from which there doesn't need to be. It's fine, but it adds that underlying conflict and uh, subplot. Not even really subplot, but just that thing of like it instills the fear a little bit more about like her having her child taken away from her. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just by the not way, good. six production companies. I just counted six up. of them. Six. Fucking a. Uh, let me see. I guarantee <laughs> you, Halle Berry runs one of them. Well, she she was a producer on this. Yep, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> um, but uh, D D Bonaventura Pictures, Gold yep. Star Films. That's that's what it was. It was DB Pictures. Yeah, yep. DB. Yeah. Uh, six or six films: Lotus Entertainment, Rumble Entertainment, oh Wellgo USA Entertainment. Oh my god! Yeah, and all of them just. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe the movie was so bad, a major production company was like, "We don't want anything to do with it." It was only made so, for twenty one mil. Only for 21 mil? I thought it would have been less than 21 mil. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe that's why they had to do six production companies, because no big company wanted to tie their name to it. So they had to market themselves out to multiple smaller ones to get the money for it. At Avron Pictures, who purchased the rights to the film for $3 million after original producer Relativity, Relative, Relativity Media <laughs> filed for bankruptcy. Jesus Christ. Damn. So, um, and it... Box office twenty eight point one mil. Well, was it released this weekend or last weekend? It's released August fourth. Oh, <laughs> we're same... seeing it like a month late. Yeah, it was, it was that same weekend as Dark Tower and that's uh, right. Detroit uh, got Detroit. released. Yeah, yeah. that's and right. This is just a kind of like running joke ever since we saw the trailer. Yeah, like yeah. Into I'm really it. glad we went and saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't uh, know. I, I, it's, it's. It's just not a good movie. It is not. But, but if you I, want to go, I love movie, it. If you want to get drunk and then go see it, probably even better. <laughs> yeah, it'd absolutely, be be way better. It's it's just it's so funny that they take this like fear that like they just they play on this fear that like parents have specifically, I guess, mothers. They're oh, yeah. pandering very much to mothers yeah, in this sure. film, oh. and uh, they try to. I mean, I did like. The character is, like, uh, she's very active. She's very, like, they do show her as very gritty and very active and, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get my kid back. I'm not relying on anyone else. I'm not taking my time. Like, no. Like, this isn't happening. And she's, so she's very active in that sense. And she's very, uh, you know, 
doing it by herself like she's going to take matters into her own hands and i guess that's how some moms who sit at home drinking wine on the weekdays waiting for the school their kids to get back from school i guess that's how they feel sometimes they're like i'll take this into my own hands too (laughs) vigilante Uh. justice (laughs) i'm gonna drown a woman yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna jump out like jason from from under the dock and grab her by the ankle with my minivan oh my god (sighs) this mom is a hero that's just i don't know uh, if this is an r-rated film or not i don't think it is it's gotta be like pg-13 there wasn't too much too much like cussing in it or the rating uh yeah i don't know what it was rated I don't care. It's got 36% of Rotten Tomatoes, which is about right. Yep. <laughs> I um, figured it'd probably be a little bit less. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's, um, so do you recommend it? Um, if you're drunk. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I, I recommended it under, I recommend it under the case of, if you, if you have nothing else, to if watch. you're going for the so bad, it's good thing, which yeah. is what we were going for. So that's why, that's the only reason I was able to enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Was. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, looking yeah. at yeah, it as good, a joke. Yeah, laughs. Yeah. I, I definitely laughed a good amount. Yeah, and there there was a small part of me that was hoping it would pull a Rise of the Planet of the Apes, where I was like, "This is going to be bad," and then yeah. you watch it, and it's amazing. There was a part of me I was hoping. I was like, it was a little tiny part, but I was like, just maybe this is like something awesome, and we're just judging it, and it looks really stupid. Right. So maybe I'm it'll shocked. Be good. I still have so many showing times at the theater. I know, right? Yeah. Ingrid, go west only has one, one. at like 10 30 at night like a week yeah God. nuts yeah um yeah I, one thing i did like about it was uh they did pretty good on staying consistent with her um bruise marks oh okay when like she, the makeup she gets and stuff? Choked, yeah when she gets like choked by the seatbelt, like yeah. throughout the rest of the movie she still has like the rash oh, okay. around her neck yeah and uh when she like gets busted in the face with the airbag yeah like her nose still looks like broken uh-huh. or, like it's like looks swollen yeah yeah so they're pretty good like consistently in like the later on scenes like kept up with the makeup which is <laughs> probably what i would give the award to i was gonna say yeah. i was gonna say is that what you're giving the that's award what I give to? the award to okay yeah. Yeah. um yeah i'm definitely giving my award to the uh to the chrysler plymouth minivan <laughs> this is just a big ad for I it's like man that's a sturdy ass car was, i think it was a, i think it was a plymouth i don't know she it was something straight up like dead on yeah. in the front yeah breaks through things and there's no damage to the front of that fucking car <laughs> it's, it's all the sides <laughs> in the back it's uh, i love like i enjoyed because i thoroughly i enjoyed the uh car chase scene because it felt like it was like a minivan and i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me like this is right. a mom in a minivan uh-huh. chasing someone down in a mustang and they're like swerving in and out of traffic and like doing all this sh- it's I loved it. And they keep cutting. It's this action-packed chase scene. They keep cutting down to the speedometer going like 30 miles yeah. per hour. And it's, I loved every bit of it. And then it just hours. it reminded me a lot of uh, Speed, where it's like okay. you're doing a movie about a bus that can't yeah, slow down. Like, right. really? And Speed is actually good. Yeah, that's a like, good I, movie. Yeah, I like yeah. Speed. Um, but this one is just like the van that like that shtick felt like yeah. the same thing where it was like, yeah. we're going to take this vehicle that you wouldn't really think of in terms of this. And we're going to make it into something like different and like portray it in a different way. And yeah. it was fucking hilarious. I just don't think <laughs> that she could carry the movie. Like she's primarily the main, main character. Like yeah. the, the other characters only they're fleetingly. You yeah, know? no, they're not developed in any way, shape, or form. But at she can't carry it enough. Like, okay, there's a movie called Locke. Okay. Which is a fantastic film starring Tom Hardy. Yeah. 
And um, the whole movie takes place in a car. Okay. It's an hour and a half. Yeah. Him going from point A to point B. Yeah. Nothing happens. There's no car chase. There's no shootout. It's literally him driving. Yeah. On the interstate from one location to next location. And as he's driving, he's getting these different phone calls about different things that are happening. Like with his company huh. and with his mistress and a, a botched pregnancy and all kinds of different things. Jeez. And other than the voices on the phone, mm-hmm. he has to deliver it himself. He's the only person in that film. Wow. And it's a terrific movie. Do you hear the voices? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so it is like a, he, it is a two, two-way conversation. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So you can hear them talking. I didn't know if it was like, because that'd be a whole different level. Yeah, if the yeah. whole movie was him like just responding to stuff. Yeah. And you had to figure out the story based yeah, on what no, it was. No, no, no. You hear them talking, <laughs> oh, okay. but he's the only person yeah. you see. Yeah, okay. And it's just literally an hour and a half, that which is really like how far his, huh. how long his drive is. Yeah, yeah. And he can carry it because he's That's that cool. caliber of actor. Yeah. Holly Berry somehow has a fucking Academy <laughs> Award. I've said it previous episodes. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. She's not that great of an actress. She's not, no. And she can't she doesn't sell any of her lines no, yeah. that she does to herself or anything like that. Especially in this movie. Or the emotions. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> So, yeah, watch Locke instead if you want. <laughs> you go somebody in a car for an hour and a half. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kidnap with Halle Berry. Mm. That's mm-hmm. that's our review. Um, I'm going to have to go watch Locke, though, now that, now that you mentioned it. That Locke really is great. Yeah. What do you got for recommendations this well, week? Well, I've been – I was sick in the middle of the week with the viruses going around work. Oh, sure. Uh, just cold. T-virus? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Turning into a zombie? So, I – was watching my Fernando De Leo Italian crime collection. Uh, oh, okay. Fernando De Leo, Italian director, of course. Yeah. Um, he, of course. Be, before he <laughs> was a director, he worked uh, with Sergio Leone a lot. He was one of the writers for Fistful of Dollars. Oh, okay. And he was also an assistant director for A Few Dollars More. He yeah. also worked a lot with uh, Dario Argento, which is another big uh, Italian director um, who directed a lot of uh Gallo films okay. and uh or giallo however you pronounce it yeah um, uh and horror films like suspiria and uh four flies on uh gray velvet you know films like that okay um, so fernando de leo um is a huge influence on quentin tarantino oh john woo yeah guy ritchie uh, actually, there's a quote right here on the front from Quentin Tarantino of this box set that I have. It yeah. says, I'm a huge fan of Italian gangster movies. I've seen them all, and Fernando De Leo is, without a doubt, the master of the genre. Nice. Because this man is uh, why Quentin Tarantino wanted to do Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, he was a huge influence on those films. Even uh, th- this is called um, Polizio Teshi, is, is the style of films, which are just Italian crime films called Polizio Teshi. Oh, okay. Uh, this is an awesome collection. Because of Caliber 9, The Italian Connection, The Boss, which are seen as a trilogy, almost in the vein of the uh, Man With No Name trilogy, where they're like three movies that aren't sequels to each other, but they kind of like intertwine in a way. Yeah. Um, and also because of Rulers of the City, and they just released a second collection. But there's things you can see with like The Italian Connection. In that movie, there's two hitmen, one white, one black, with different personalities. Oh, okay. And that was, yeah, just <laughs> like Jules uh, and Jules Vincent, and, yeah. yeah, years later. Okay. Um, where Quentin Tarantino got that idea. Cool. And there's uh, a, the boss. Um, the first scene is a uh, shooting inside of a movie theater 
Like yeah. there's a bunch of mob bosses together in a private screening. Oh, okay. And Hitman goes in and glorious shoots. bastards. Yeah, and glorious <laughs> bastards. He shoots a rocket launcher, lights it on fire huh. and shit. Okay. And it's like very similar to glorious bastards. Cool. So he's a huge influence on uh, Quentin. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, this collection is called the Fernando de Leo, the Italian Crime Collection. They just put out volume two also, which comes with some more of his. Um, they're HD transfers from the 35 millimeter negative. Um, comes with four films, comes with this booklet, which has like an interview with him. Nice. And I think Quentin Tarantino has a foreword in it. Um, it also comes with a, uh, I think it's actually in here, uh, this bookmark thing. With, uh, oh, that's fucking awesome! It looks yeah. like a film thing. Yeah, it looks like yeah. a film reel, uh, like a uh, yeah, film reel. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's really cool. So, uh, it's huh. well, are they all? They're all black and white? No, no, no. They're they're, they're oh, color, okay. just as those pictures are, but they're gotcha. all in color. They're made in the 1970s. Cool. And you can find it on Amazon for like 20, 30 bucks somewhere yeah. in there. Um, but you can definitely see like these old crime films and how they like influence people like John Woo and Quentin Tarantino, and you can even see a lot of things of how when like uh. Guy Ritchie, like, was influenced oh, yeah. and stuff like that with, like, Snatcher, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. There's a lot of similarities in some of these films to that. But uh, they're gotcha. really gritty crime films, and uh, I would highly recommend that. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. So let's see. That, that all you got? Yep. Oh, okay. Um, I'll switch over to mine then. I finished Ozark. Okay. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I love I, I love that fucking TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's like 10 episodes. Um, It's... It's good. You can tell there. I think it did get greenlit for a second season. It did. It did. Um, yeah. So there's definitely going to be more stuff. They leave some stuff open, but they also it's a it's enough of a self contained story where you're like, this is good. But at the same time, you're like, they could do a lot more with this. So it's right. going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, it's just really good. They had uh, the story in it. Like all all of the characters have like their own like uh, arcs that they go through. And one of the more interesting ones is a uh, preacher in the show i don't know if you've met him yet on like the are you like you That's you're not too far in it. Yeah. okay yeah so there's a preacher in it who like in his um earlier in his life he has something happen to him and he like ends up believing like there's this thing with like god where he, he wasn't a preacher and he like did this thing and he survived it and he's like that was absolutely god like i owe my life to god now like this is amazing so he becomes a preacher in the ozark and he holds church like out on the river and so, like, he holds it on a boat, and people, like, come up on their boats, and he has, like, Sunday morning service, like, out on the river, or one of the lakes, or I guess whatever they're called. And um, so he's up there doing that, and then finds out some other stuff that's going on, and it's, like, crazy. He gets involved with some shit. And he has a scene in the last episode of the show that is one of the, si- simultaneously, one of the most disturbing and one of the, like, one of the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen in, like, TV. Nice. Like, shows ever. It's something that he, like, you're watching it happen, it goes down, and you're like, like, you're fucking kidding me. Like, are you fucking kidding? Like, I watched it, and my jaw dropped. I was like, this is fucked up. Are you fucking kidding me? And then the way it resolves, you're like, like, once I thought about it, like, it resolved, and I was like, why the fuck, wait a minute, why the fuck did he do that? Mm. And then I was, like, thinking about it later, and I was like, oh, he was doing that to, like, he, like, he starts, like, doubting God and stuff, and I was just like, he literally did that to see if God was still there. Oh, yeah. And it's like this whole thing. It's, oh, I f- fucking loved it. But nice. yeah, it's really good. I'm going to go back and rewatch it sometime. But it's fucking incredible. So yeah, I finished Ozark. That's on Netflix. I actually also started watching uh, Room 104 on HBO. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I heard really good things about it. It is amazing. It's done by the uh, Duplass brothers, uh-huh. like Mark Duplass and the other guy, something Duplass. I can't, I can't think of the other guy's name, but, um, 
yeah, they have an anthology show on HBO now called Room 104, and it is awesome. I It came out like a month ago, and so they're on like the sixth episode, and I DVR'd it, and I forgot about it. Mm. And so like over the past week, I was like, oh yeah, fuck, I've got like episodes. And I went and looked on my DVR, and it was like six episodes. And I was like, yes! <laughs> and like each one's only like 24 to 25 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, sweet, yeah, this is awesome. It's a half-hour show. Uh, I really like the idea behind it because it's like the self-contained anthology thing where the whole idea of the, if you can't tell from the title, it's called Room 104. It's about a motel room, Room 104, and the stories that take place within the motel room. So each episode is a different thing of like these people that stayed in the hotel room this one time and what happened with them and like what kind of shit they went through. And it's really interesting because I just watched the fifth and sixth episode today and I noticed that the camera actually never leaves the hotel room. Oh, wow. There's one, so, like, everything. There's two beds. There's a table with two chairs. There's a dresser with, like, a TV on it. There's a bathroom over in the corner with, like, a mirror and a sink. Like, you get to you get to know that hotel room very intimately because each episode is a different story okay. on what's going on, and you see different things happen with different things inside of, like, with different people inside of the hotel. My favorite episode by far is episode two, and it's really fucked up it's not like a lot of people have been comparing it to like black mirror and twilight zone and it's kind of like that in the sense that it is a weird anthology Mm -hmm. but it's not like really sci-fi-ish or anything it's uh, a lot of the episodes are like character study pieces and like uh just dramas and there's a lot of humor in it too the episode i just watched today was actually really really artsy the there was a good probably like 15 minutes of the episode where there was no dialogue and instead, there was just, like, dancing and lights and stuff like that. And it was really weird and awesome. Nice. But uh, it was it was really good. And I, I've i really been digging it. So it comes out, like, every week on HBO. And it's I think there is one episode it do, there, that it does show on the outside of the motel room. And that's when, like, a pizza boy shows up. Okay. And he, like, knocks on the door. And so it jumps to the other side of the door. And you see, like, James Vanderbeek open the door. And he's like, hey, thanks. <laughs> like, thanks for the pizza. And it's, like, on the outside. But the whole... Most of the whole episode and all the other episodes, the camera never leaves the interior of nice. the de- on the of the, de- of the uh, hotel room, which is really cool. And so you just get to see all these different stories from everyone. And yeah, I've, I've really been digging it. It's really good. Yeah. I don't know if you can because you you watch Game of Thrones, don't you? So you've got some kind of access to yeah. Yeah, I got HBO Go. Oh, okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah, so just uh, look up Room One Hundred Four on there, and it's yeah, it's solid. Awesome. But, uh, <laughs> cool. I don't. I think it's every. I don't know the time slot because I just watch it when it's DVR and I think it's like every Friday night at like 10 o'clock or something. I don't know. Because the newest episode I just watched today, it was like I looked at my DVR and it was like recorded yesterday and I was like, okay, it's Friday then. So I think every episode comes out on Friday. But yeah, Room 104 by the Duplass Brothers. Cool. I think they have other stuff too. Like one of my old roommates watched a Mark Duplass. I think it was Mark Duplass. It was a movie called Creep. Did you ever watch that? It was on Netflix. And it was like a found footage kind of thing. No, and I don't think I saw it. I saw bits and pieces of it. It was really fucking weird. And yeah. so some of the episodes of Room 104 do have that kind of feeling. Right. Where things are super creepy. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? But man, you just keep watching it. And it's just some of it's fucked up. Some of it's not. It's, right. It's cool because they're not like they're not pigeonholing themselves into one thing. Sure. Like they are kind of doing a thing where it's like. Like, I told one of my buddies about it, and he texted me back. He started watching it, and he texted me back, and he's like, they should call this show The Plot Twist Show. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, kind of, because, like, <laughs> there's nothing but plot twists the whole time. Like, there's always, like, 
a third act thing sure. that kind of happens and it like shifts it makes like shift uh the story like shift perspective i guess but so i guess that is kind of something they're pigeonholing themselves into but it's not like it's not a horror it's not a sci-fi it's not whatever right. there might be some elements of it in it but not every episode is like that cool. so it's yeah it's really good nice yeah uh that's not it because i have lost update with megan all right so i have to I almost forget about that <laughs> story of megan's life everyone almost forgets about her uh, all the time um well, well. yeah let me i'll just edit out the silence while i look it up because she's she's actually been, <laughs> she's actually been watching it she's uh she's pretty i think she's like halfway through season two or something uh-huh. so she's yeah she's been jumping on it let me see where was it? She had... Oh, okay. Yeah, she she texted like over the past week. She's texted me a lot about this, so I have to go back and like look at the stuff and, and make find, sh- like bullet point. Yeah, uh, look up bullet points. Um, so she met. I don't know if I covered it last week. I don't think I did. She met the uh, tail tail survivors of the plane. They're they're called the tail survivors. What it is is so. Yeah, you said that there was <clears> a branch of other group. Yeah, so like the plane like. Yeah. Uh, you end up finding out that the plane broke in half when it crashed, uh-huh. and so the main people crash on one side of the island, and then, well, she she's at the part where they met the others, which are these people that are already on the island, but you end up finding out later that the plane, there are other people that survived from the plane as well. Mm-hmm. They were on the back of the plane, and the plane broke in half when it land, when it crashed over the island, so the tail section of the plane like landed on the other side of the island in the water, and a lot of those people survived and made it to the other side of the island. Okay. So they're on the other side. Right. And that's where, yeah, Michelle Rodriguez is. Yeah. yeah. That's where, she's one of the characters over there. She, uh, she really enjoys them because of Michelle Rodriguez. Let's see. She likes this guy named Mr. Echo. He's like this uh, priest kind of guy. Okay. Uh, he's like this big black guy, and he had like a really fucked up childhood, so he becomes like a priest, and then okay. he got involved with like a drug run and all this kind of stuff. Um, he's really cool. There's, let's see, she's really confused by the smoke monster. <laughs> Uh, the smoke monster is this thing on the island that like you see it fly around and it makes these like mechanical ticking noise like and uh just flies around and sometimes you see it and you're like what the fuck's going on and like it starts showing up a lot more and you're so you get good looks at it and Mm -hmm. it's literally like it looks like a cloud of smoke or Mm -hmm. something and you don't know what the fuck it is it's like the villain from from gully yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely um and then we talked about going to heathers let's see um she's really confused by the fact that there's all of these people on this island that no one knows about she's like how are all these people on this one island and like no one's discovered it yet which is something that they get into later so i'm super excited for her to find find out about that because there is a reason that people don't really tend to run into the island right so that ends up becoming revealed later i'm I'm excited for her to she's caught on to that so i'm i'm glad she's noticed that i'm excited for her to see it yeah she said she's gotta be past episode 13 now because this was earlier this week she found another dharma station that's cool that's the scientific team that's on the island uh she said it looks like something from the umbrella corporation okay (laughs) yeah um Oh, she her theory right now is that she feels like the whole island is one big experiment, which is an interesting theory. Yeah, very interesting. I told her she was wrong, but it's an interesting yeah. theory. 
He's just like, stop trying to guess the story. Yeah. <laughs> just watch it. And that was it. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's it. Oh, and she uh, she's at, a, at the part where they met. So the survivors are in one of the Dharma stations, and they met a uh, guy who's on the islands, mm-hmm. and his name's uh, Henry Gale. And he's like, they just find him because he's out in the woods one day and he's like, help. He's like yelling for help. And he's like in a hot, he's in like a parachute thing, like a hot air balloon thing. Or yeah, it's not a parachute. It's a hot, hot air balloon. And he's like, help. My wife and I were on a hot air balloon thing and we crashed here on the island. And right from the beginning, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> All right. And yeah, he, so he's there and it's uh, super fucking awesome. So nice. she's, she's, he, he like, he starts saying things to like turn the survivors against them, each other. Mm-hmm. Like one of the main leaders, like Jack, but one of the other guys that disagrees with him all the time is John. And so they get into an argument in front of Henry and like Jack walks away and uh, Henry's like, I'm surprised you don't take charge, John. Like Jack seems to like, he starts playing. Is them John against- the one that was handicapped? Yeah. yeah, yeah. John Locke is the one that was yeah, Locke. yeah par- paralyzed off the island. Yeah. But yeah, he starts like you don't know who this guy is, and he starts like fucking with things like yeah, that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so she's she's getting into it. She's I think almost done with season two. So I think when she, I'm gonna have to see when she finishes because I want to go over and see her finish the end of season two and the beginning of season three. Right. The premiere of season three is fucking awesome. But yep, lost update with Megan. She's she's on it. She's she's busting them out. She's doing it. <laughs> she she's is. Going the only reason she's doing it is because I keep updating everyone every week yep. on the podcast. That's the only way to she's get like, her to do fuck, it. Fuck. I guess I'll do it. Uh, um, that's it though. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, next week we will be yeah. What we saying next week? It. Stephen King's It comes out next week. Yeah, I keep forgetting. That's like. I thought for some reason that was in October. Maybe because it's like a horror movie yeah. and I thought it would be around Halloween or something. So I thought it was going to be in October. But yeah, that's next week. So, yeah. Me, neither of us have read the book. We've You've at least seen the original movie there, right? Yeah. Okay. So the original one. Uh, like I told you earlier, I went out to buy the book. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to read the book before you review it. This is like three days ago. Yeah. Um, like I'm going to go and uh, buy the book so I can, you know has something to kind of base the movie off of when we review it, uh-huh. you know. And I went to uh, the bookstore. I was going to say they just had it cheap, like at Second of Charles, just a used copy. Oh, okay. And I went there, and they re-released the book. They didn't have any used copies to release. So the hardcover is like 30-something dollars, and the paperback <laughs> is like 20 yeah, and I picked the book up. I'm like, man, that's kind of weighty. It's like, oh, I must have a bunch of <laughs> must have a bunch of bonus features. Look, I, I want to read. I want to but see how many pages much. it is. It's a thousand pages. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like. I'm not finishing this by the time <laughs> in a week before yeah. the movie comes out. Yeah, um, I got I got a life. I have work. Yep. I got to get drunk. I got to cry <laughs> at some point. I don't know. Yeah, um, you got to fit all that in. Yeah, man. I'm very that. busy. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, from what I understand, though, spoiler, I guess. Um, but the book is uh, and the movie uh, is going to be two. It's going to be a duology. It's yeah. supposed to be a second part to this film because in the original book, um, the first half of it first half of it is them as kids mm-hmm. and then the second half of the book is them as adults yeah um, you said it only yeah pennywise only shows up every 27 years i think okay. i understand yeah so he's not a constant thing he's just this like thing that kind of shows up and weird shit happens whenever yeah. he does every so many years so he shows up as a clown when they're kid. does he show up as something different when they're adults uh yeah he basically just kind of takes the form of whatever scares him the most i think yeah. just a clown is like kind of because <laughs> everybody's kind of afraid of clowns so, i guess so when he so when they're childs he shows up as a clown when he when they're adults he shows up as 
crippling debt and depression. It's like, I already have this. Like, no one's scared of him. He's like, ah. But, like, you could kind of take, you know, since it's a shapeshifter, we've said before, you know, in the book, from what I understand, he changes into, like, a werewolf or into a giant spider or something like that. But, like, it's scarier than, like, a regular wolf or a regular spider. He's going to show up in the shape of an an eviction letter. Yeah, exactly. From their house. With maggots on it. You haven't kept up with your mortgage payments. scarier. (laughs) Like, oh, I had to get these off before I open it. Oh, man. Yeah, so it is next week, and then uh, we've got some good stuff coming up soon. We've got it, uh, mother, mother, um, Kingsman, Kingsman. Right after that, that's I think there's a September weekend where we don't have anything planned between Kingsman and Blade Runner, so we'll have to figure something out. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll, probably, we'll probably have to do the review of Mother or one of them because we're going to have a filler episode for in two weeks since I'll be out of town. Um, and I think we're gonna. Yeah, that's right. We either review Bye Bye Man or we'll do a review of Halloween, the original Halloween, since we're getting to to be the uh, Halloween season. Um, But review John Carpenter's Halloween. When's the last day of summer? I know this is Labor Day, Labor Day weekend, but that's not quote unquote like seasonally when the last day of summer. I I always just thought the beginning of September was the start of fall. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's good enough. I'll take it. I like fall. Fall's my favorite season. Yeah, same here. Yeah, Halloween is the best. Yeah. And is. right now, I just saw, like, a meme online where it's like, from now on, September 1st is the start of whenever you can start celebrating Halloween now, because there's way too much stuff to do between now and October 31st. <laughs> you know, things to decorate, things to buy, yeah. horror movies and decorations, and things to run from, and haunted houses, stuff like that. It's like, there you go. We need two months to celebrate <laughs> Halloween. It's the most important oh, holiday. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so. shit, they start putting Christmas stuff out in August. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we might as well yeah, we, we've little... been shipping it out of our warehouse already. Our Jeez. Christmas stuff is already getting shipped out. All the eggnog and everything? Yeah. Well, we, we, we don't really uh, ship out anything perishable. So what do you guys send? Just, like, plates? Well, the like decorations, Christmas? Oh, okay. Christmas trees, wrapping paper, oh, stuff wow. like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Dang. Yeah. There it is. So it begins. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, next week it I T it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Some of the early reviews have been pretty positive. Yeah. I hope that's not just like people getting paid off, but yeah, it looks like, not. looks like kind of has like almost like a Goonies type feel to it also. Like, cool. like the yeah. kids, like it looks like a kid's movie. That's not a, uh, clearly not a kid's movie. It's already a film. Yeah. You know? I forgot to look it up though. That one kid in it, he looks like the main, not the main, I don't, I don't know. The, one of the kids out of Stranger Things. Yeah. Not uh, not Will Byers, but the Michael? other one. I think his name is Michael. Mike. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mike. That's yeah. his name. Yeah. yeah maybe, it looks yeah. like him. He's just like wearing glasses in it or something. Yeah, all the kids look the same to me. Yeah, exactly. Even the, even, the, <laughs> even the black kid looks just like the white kids. I thought it was all the same kid. They all look the same. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Cool. Yep. All right. That's it. Oh, yeah. Uh, all the tie-up stuff. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, messages, whatever, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Where and the award goes to podcast, <laughs> you can find it somehow. Just type in and the award goes to, and it's there. We're also on SoundCloud and the award goes to. Go on there, listen to our stuff. You can also just, I'm pretty sure, search on iTunes and it'll come up, and you download episodes or stream it or whatever. It'll be fine. Uh, you can also email it, email us at and the award goes to podcast at gmail.com. That's and the award goes to podcast, all one word at gmail.com. And that was our thoughts on kidnap. Yes. <laughs> so next week, it. Yes. All right. I'm I'm ready for it. Me too. <laughs> I'm ready for it. It. All right. Uh that's it. Yep. Bye. Bye.